Welcome to A Paradox Life. We're two doctors, living large, living small. We're talking about our experiences, things we know a lot about, and things we're completely clueless about. Hopefully, it's going to be entertaining and help all of us know a little bit more about this paradox life. Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Beatty. And I'm Dr. Laura Beatty. And this is a new episode of Paradox Life. It is indeed. What are we going to talk about? All right. So tonight, let's talk about a uh, new experience for us or a relatively new experience for us and how it's gone so far. We are um, freshly empty nesters as of about uh, six months ago. Indeed, we are. (laughs) It's been good. I think we've managed it pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, but it has it, it is another interesting uh, transition in life. Indeed, and for a lot of people, it's a big challenge. Yeah. Uh, through the years, as a family physician, I've taken care of patients who've really struggled with when a kid or the last kid or the only kid goes off to college. I've also taken care of parents who've struggled when those kids have come back to live at home, which hopefully we won't be. <laughs> yes, let's hope that that, that, isn't, that, that isn't going to be the case. Well, I think it's interesting for us in that, you know, we had a long and well-established life pre-kids mm-hmm. too. So it's not like the history of our relationship has kind of always involved kids. We were together for seven years, eight years pre uh pre-child indeed we had my cousin a teenager live with us for the first year just that was a a a start to just sort of a little taste of what we had to look forward to a little little bit of a different thing i think but yeah yeah the instant teenager that was uh that was something (laughs) and you know thinking back on uh the on on the concept of having a child in the house. I uh, remember during your pregnancy, I read some article. Oh that, gosh! Yes. Do, do you do you know where I'm going with this? It was, either, this? The, it was re- either the New York Times or the AJ, uh, AJC, but it was a uh, big spread. Oh, it was huge, and I think it was the New York Times. And it basically what the article was is some uh, study that contended that parent that the period of parenting while the child lives at home is 18 years of hell. And <laughs> that was your synopsis and, anyway, was yes. that we were about to just go into this really m- misery period in our life. Yeah. No escape. Yeah, absolutely. And, and electively and for 18 <laughs> years, thankfully, thankfully it didn't turn out to be quite that bad. <laughs> no, it was great. Actually, it was a good experience. Yeah. So what were, um, what were your biggest worries, do you think, about having Ava move away? Ava's the kid, by the way. I certainly always thought I would do fine and started to worry a little bit because this happened during a pandemic, a pandemic in which for the last year and a half of her high school experience, she spent a lot more time at home than she otherwise would have. And as a family, I think we got even, we're a close family, close knit, small family, but I think we got even closer because we started having more dinners at home, playing golf together more. She was hanging out with us because it wasn't really safe 
for her to, you know, and parties stopped. So well, everything stopped in her world, really. I mean, for a while, socially, and, and everything, everything's changed. Uh, so it was just really a focus on work and school and then all of us together at home. So I think I started to realize that that was going to make it a bit harder for me when she left. I was going to feel the void, void more because she Got was it. she was with me more yeah. than yeah. she had been in quite a few years. Yeah. Were you worried about her at all? She has a pretty uh, she has a pretty adaptable personality. So while I always there's always a little bit I think as a parent at least for me as a parent that worries about her and her ex life experiences and want them to go in a in a good direction overall i knew she would adapt fine whatever the circumstances were as far as where she went to college and adapting and making friends or having it be a challenge i knew she would do fine well considering she was able to go exactly where she wanted to go and i, I was yeah i i was not especially worried um about her in uh in that regard but i will say i was the first few weeks that she was away i found myself wondering a little bit more about than i thought i would about how she was doing and um and uh you know, her going through that whole process of moving away from home. Um, I guess for me, I've always considered, had always considered Ava to be very self-sufficient. And a lot of what we together did in raising her was to try to ensure that that was the case and that she didn't have that need for us. But I still must say I went through um, a few weeks of, of feeling um, a little bit more than I thought I would. Yeah, it's that... a little, little bit of a tug or <clears throat> a, a emptiness of a feeling. So I, know, I certainly see how it, how the empty nest term ha has caught on because it does, it does feel that way a little bit. Yeah, but on the other hand, that has enabled us to go back toward more of a um, planning our lives and our lifestyle uh, together as a couple like we did many years ago. Actually, maybe even more so, because if you think about it, pre-AVA, we were a large part of that time. We were in training. We're starting our careers. Which didn't exactly lend itself uh, a lot of times to complete freedom in deciding what, uh, what you wanted to do. Well, I'm not sure we have that now either, but to, to, I, I agree. I mean, I think we, I think we've done a good job. We've, uh, cooking, I mean, you wouldn't think that it would change things all that much, but when you are thinking of making a meal for a teenager, oh, totally. a There's little a bit more picky or in that. Well, what about the difference between cooking for two who eat reasonable amounts versus cooking for three when one of them is, you know often gonna be eating tremendous amounts of food. Uh, it depends or, on uh, what bring, it is, yeah. but yeah. Yes, I don't yeah. know. Well, there, there's, there's definitely some changes. And just yeah, the, an emptiness uh, in the An emptiness in the condo. So I would find myself walking into a room a little bit and just, you know, looking around, wondering, to your point, wondering where, you know, what was going on in her world. But 
but no, I think the transition's been good. Looking forward to making our date nights happen again. And we haven't quite done that yet just because I think Omicron, the pandemic persists. Well, yeah, we're still <laughs> stuck in that a little bit. I'm really tired of it. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I think um, I'm extremely hopeful that this is the waning wave uh, the that this ends up being turning into a low level endemic issue that doesn't so dramatically impact our lives as it has for the last two years. That's what I'm banking on. So I think we're going to have some fun weekend trips this year and, and yeah. So what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to the most of just 2022 or this phase in our lives lives. yeah going forward because it's yeah dinner (laughs) (laughs) um this phase in our life probably traveling and experiencing different aspects of things without having to worry about a babysitter or allowing nap time or what will the teenager like to do? So that I think will be a good thing. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. I think that um, we've always done quite a bit of traveling and enjoyed it, but this is going to be a whole new window into how we can uh, experience new places and new cultures and uh, do it just with you and me. So I, I I would put that at the top of my list probably as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going out to eat just on the spur of the moment in town and not having it need to be Mexican or Italian. <laughs> I think that expands to, for me anyway, <laughs> it, into more than, uh, more than just the uh, culinary end of things. I think the uh, one thing we'll find, I hope is the ability to add a little bit more spontaneity in our lives because like it or not we were significantly dictated in what we did based upon the child's schedule right and i think that's probably the norm maybe i'm wrong about that but i think most uh I think most american families that's kind of how it works mm-hmm. it uh, things end up uh, revolving in large part around the kids' schedules. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much looking forward to to getting away from that and having some of that spontaneity that uh, that you were talking about. I agree. About. And while we'll still go to the beach in the summer, it'll be nice to go to the beach in the spring when the regular school season is in session and not have to time it around va- spring break when it you know or summer break when everything's so and super into positive. the fall. And uh, yeah, we can just work it around uh, again our schedule and not with the uh, although I already have the NYU calendar and I already know when she's out of school so I mean I know that it doesn't revolve around that anymore but and that is another perk to our empty nest experience that not everybody gets to share is we get a lot of weekends in New York well that's a good point so so visiting her is really uh, easy on a lot of fronts. We get, we get, we get extra added benefit based on the uh, taste and desires of our daughter. Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. 
This episode of A Paradox Life is brought to you by Beatty Facial Plastic Surgery, Atlanta's destination for outstanding injectable results. Our expert injectors, Dr. Mark Beatty, Dr. Celeste Nagy, and Gary Washington, nurse practitioner, have collectively over 40 years experience providing injectable services to patients with fillers and neurotoxins, assuring you are in the best hands for your injectable treatments. Welcome back. We are talking about our new empty nest experience on A Paradox Life. Indeed. Six months into the uh, not having a child at home anymore. To the to this phase, to yes. this part. I, I know, and I, I mentioned this earlier, but again, a lot of patients that I've seen through the years really, really struggled. And they struggled for a variety of reasons. I think one of those reasons being that they didn't really have enough to fill that void. They spent so much of their time, moms and dads, parents, uh, predominantly moms, but moms and dads, parents of NYU students. And there have, it has been, while it's slowing down a little bit, a lot of posts of just how how horrible some people feel without their child at home and how much of a struggle they're going through. Wow. So does it seem, do you think it's mostly from the kids being away or do you think it's having uh, difficulty in reestablishing um, the other relationships in their, in their lives? What are people saying about that? I think that's, I think that's a mixed bag. I think what I'm, reflecting on is more the void of the child, but certainly that is a big change for, for couples when their kids leave home, many do find that they don't have enough in common anymore to sustain a relationship. And it was the kids that kept their, kept their life that that was kind of the cement that they did, that maybe their personal relationship wasn't Right. Had suffered and I, and that I'm not, time. To... And I'm not necessarily talking about people that <clears throat> have known problems that stay together for the kids. I'm talking about people that their lives were so enmeshed in their kid's life that when that was gone, they, they did look at each other across the table and just found that they didn't really have enough in common to, to yeah, keep that... it going. And, and then, and that was a struggle. They either had to figure that out or not. Or, yeah, they had to, re and to a certain extent, reintroduce themselves to each other, perhaps. I can see how that could happen if it was an extremely child-centric, you know, um, home situation, and you had gone with your partner for 12 or 14 or 18 years or whatever, having uh, a relationship that wasn't keyed around the two of you. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely That's... understand that. And, you know, and I think we, all families have a child-centric relationship to some extent. Sure. Because things <clears throat> do revolve around the child's schedule and needs, and it's more of a family look than a couple look. But I do think some people do a better job of keeping their own individual lives as well as the couple life that can still be protected and a little bit separate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And, um, you know, the other thing that comes up once the kid goes away is there suddenly is extra time 
mm-hmm. that you know used to be taking the kid to events or or being at the events or whatever or helping so, with homework or sure whatever right sure so what are what what are your thoughts and goals about filling up some of that extra time well i think that the pandemic helped me because that's when i got engaged with working in urgent care and i recognize even while working urgent care during her senior year, that that job was fulfilling on a lot of fronts. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed helping out in the pandemic, but it also was a way to fill more of my time. And I knew that I would, I I knew in advance that I was going to need that time. That you filled. would want that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so I think that has been helpful for me personally. <clears throat> and you, and you weren't ready to just uh, spend all your time playing golf and watching TV. And I was not ready yeah. for that. Although I am going to try to play on the ladies golf league this year because I do have a little bit more time. So when we're in Atlanta, I'm going to try to try to finally get, I, I'm a 20 year beginner at golf. So I want to actually you finally get to get, go out and become good. And, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But, well. but you do have more time and, you know, figuring out how to use that time, whether it be work or play, I think is an important part of it. And as a, as a couple, the same thing, figuring yeah. out how to use it, work, play, doing a podcast. I mean, there are things that we're doing that we really didn't have time to do or think about when she was home. Absolutely. And I'm super excited about all of that um, as well and the the things that we can can do together. So, um, you know, for for us, I'm looking at this as being a a very fulfilling and exciting part of I agree. And and having a kid that's very much now adjusted at NYU helps. I think we would be struggling if she were struggling. You know, that's a good point. And is that something that you have, you know, getting back to your experience over the years that you've heard from from people? I didn't even think about the idea of what happens if the kid goes away and has separation difficulty or whatever. Because then the parents can't really relax into a new normal or even find a new normal because they're, you know, your parenting overdrive is still there to make sure the the kid finds their place. So that doesn't go away just because the kid's gone. Right, right. So what are you supposed to do when that happens? I don't you know. Give That's big, you, give than a, you give them a bigger shove uh, out no, the door. It depends on what. And I do think a lot more kids are struggling this year just because they went through a year of being you know, a lot of kids spending their into their high school experience, big chunks of it at home, less socialization because of the pandemic. Right. Um, a lot of things were shut down and now just. And well, some of them being confronted with that uh, during a first year of college too. I right. mean, depending on where you were, where you went doing, um, you know, a largely online college experience, uh, I think is a very different thing from the concept that any of us have of what college is supposed to be about. So I do think there are more there are more people in, in all walks of life, but certainly more college students that are struggling to find their place in this really weird world right now. And those parents of those kids, I think I I, I feel for them, and, and I'm blessed that Ava has not had that same issue. She certainly went through her homesick phase and there was a a 
I think a typical pattern when a kid leaves home of going through about six to eight weeks of feeling homesick and, oh, I miss everything there. And then all of a sudden something clicks and they don't anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And the the new place is cool and the friend group begins to get established. And And they come home and they're like, it's so boring here. What do y'all do? (laughs) Right. 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 So it, that, that, and, but with our daughter specifically pretty much her whole life, she's, she's done a pretty good job of finding her way even during periods of struggle. But I remember dropping her off at camp when she was four, she was not the kid that was clinging at my leg. She was waving from the door. She, I, I remember when she started a new school in fourth grade, when she started, uh, I was driving her to the bus. I wasn't taking her to school. She was actually going to ride the bus that day. And I caught, a, it was when she was little enough that she still had to ride in the back seat. And I just caught a look in her eye that was um, worried, or you, you could just see a little bit of worry across her face. And I said, are you, you know, are you going to be, are you okay? Is, do you want me to drive to school? And she's like, you know, shook it off and gets out of the, gets out of the car. And she's like, no, mom, I'm fine and heads to the bus. So she has that kind of personality, which is also why I knew she would find her place and she has. And and honestly, even if she hadn't found her place there, she's sure enough of herself that she would have figured that out and found another place. So I didn't necessarily worry about her, even if things didn't work out. And there are some parents that are really struggling. Yep. Yep. Well, I think this will be this will be an ongoing, interesting conversation. I'm sure we'll come back around to this uh, several several times, maybe. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, and just see how it evolves for us and for Ava, and hopefully, it's all going to be positive. Probably well, it's different, you know. We're going to our ski meeting, and our next trip that we have planned is a ski meeting in March, and it's waiting for her. Are you going to join us for the weekend? Yeah, you know, we're, right. we're still we're still opening up the invitation, of course, for her yeah. to join us, yeah. but yeah. Um, but, well, but we're going to have a good time regardless. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's exciting times. Very much looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking with all of you on this podcast more in the future. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and join us again soon to hear more of medicine life as viewed by this paradox.